for traders who crave risk. Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage. Utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Well, gold prices surged 9% in the first quarter, and the backdrop of the U.S. banking crisis has lifted investors' sentiment. In March, gold experienced its highest monthly inflows in four years, and today's audience requested ETF battle is a gold cup triple header between gold ETFs from BlackRock, State Street Global, and Van Eck. Stick around. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge and a cordial welcome to all. If you've been enjoying our original series programs on ETF Guide TV, please hit the subscribe button and don't forget to hit the like button. Now, before we go any further, there's a few things I need to alert you about. Uh, this year's bank crisis has sparked so much fear and confusion with investors. I'm pleased to announce the launch of our new original series, Retirement and Investing with a Margin of Safety. A link to the playlist is posted in the description section below, so be sure to watch. It will help you to understand the principles of safe investing. Also, in that same description section, you can find links to our program judges along with our program sponsor, Direction. So don't miss it. Today's gold ETF showdown was supplied to us by a viewer named Johnny. Is this Johnny Damon? Or maybe it's Johnny Depp or Johnny Mathis. Or maybe it's another famous Johnny. Do tell. Anyway, Johnny wanted to see GLD from State Street Global pitted against IAU from BlackRock and OUNZ from Van Eck. So all of these products are designed to track the price of gold bullion, but there's some key differences as you're about to find out. Of course, nobody reads the fine print, but we do. Judging today's contest is a formidable duo. We've got Shana Sissel with Banrian Capital and Cynthia Murphy with the ETF Think Tank. Judges, thank you for joining us. Hey, Ron. Happy to be back. Thank you for having me. I love being on with Cynthia. Yeah, we love having both of you. And just for a quick update on today's judges, Shana was announced as a finalist for this year's RIA Intel Awards, which focuses on the wealth industry's innovators. So congratulations to you on that, Shana. And then Cynthia hosts the ETF Think Tank every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And I've had the privilege of participating. And besides just being a real insider's look at the ETF marketplace, it's just a super fun group to be with. Be sure to hit the links to both of our judges in the description section below. Trust me, you won't regret it. Now, our four battle categories for today's contest is going to be cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then mystery. For mystery, that's where our judges can pick a single factor or thing that they feel is crucial to today's contest. Our judges can also nominate wildcard ETFs or 
if they think there's a better choice somewhere else, or they can opt for a split decision. Now, I've got the scorekeeping duties. At the end of the show, we'll declare an overall winner. Keep in mind, none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So let's start with Cynthia. Cost is our first category. Get us started. So on cost, uh, GLD is the most expensive of all of them, uh, 40 basis points. IAU and Ounce both are come at 25 basis points, which is about 25 bucks per $10,000 invested a year. Uh, so it's an identical cost war uh, from those two. The, the difference really would be in terms of an asset base and tradability. So if you look at that, you know, IAU has $30 billion in assets where Ounce has about $700 million. And so you can imagine that the amount of shares traded every day is vastly different at very different spreads. So IAU trades a lot more and much tighter spreads than Ounce. GLD beats them both at that game. Of course, it's the, the granddaddy of the physical gold ETFs. But, you know, from a cost perspective, I actually give to IAU just because of that trading edge, even though the expense ratio is the same as ounce. That's a strong start. Thank you, Cynthia. You're up next, Shana. Please give us your analysis. I agree with everything Cynthia said. My only thing is I, I may have gone to a different source for my information on the trading spreads. I actually show that both IAU and ounce have the same spread at about one cent. Um, but Cynthia's point is a good one. Uh, IAU is, you know, almost $30 billion and ounces about 800 million. So it's a substantially different asset base. It's just going to be easier to trade IAU. So IAU is your choice for cost. Correct. It is my choice for cost. Perfect. Our judges agreed on the first category. Will they agree on the others? Well, let's move next to exposure strategy. Shana, you're still up. So please give us your analysis. All right. So this is kind of interesting. Um, I really had to dig deep to try to find some sort of difference between the three funds um, because they're all the same in, in that they all are physically backed by gold. Uh, now, GLD and IAU are physically backed by gold bars, where ounces, gold bars and coins. So there's a slight differentiation there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's backed by physical, uh, the physical commodity. So there's that to consider. So then I, you know, wanted to look at like, is there anything that makes them difference? And yeah, there's slight difference. So for example, GLD, they're all their holdings are held in a vault in London, whereas IAU has the vault in London, but also in New York. And then Ounce um, is all in London, but again, it has that coin aspect. The biggest difference between the three of these is that only one of them allows for the individual investor to physically get gold delivered. And that is um, Ounce allows for um, investors to be able to get physical delivery of gold, um, which is really the only difference. And I don't know how important that is because I don't know how many people want to pay the delivery fee uh, on that. Um, but that's the main difference. So between the three of them, they're all backed by gold. They all um, are based on the spot price of gold. Um, and they're all giving you the same exposure. So there's not a lot of difference here. But if I had to choose one, I would say ounce just because you can have physical delivery. Exposure strategy ounce. Thank you very much, Shana. Your turn, Cynthia. How do you see it when it comes to exposure strategy? Yeah, agreed. This battle is very challenging because we are comparing three physically backed gold ETFs that do the exact same thing, tracking the exact same asset in the exact same way. So they're identical in many ways. I mean, the only thing I would point out um, on top of everything that Shana said is that 
you know, GLD, you're getting one tenth of an ounce per share, where IAU an ounce, you're getting one hundredth of an ounce per share. So, you know, per share unit, uh, your exposure is way more, you know, gold backed than in GLD than the other two. Uh, so it, it may make a difference if you're a big institutional trader or, or investor. It may make a difference if you're looking at this just as a buy and load, uh, buy and hold diversifier for a portfolio. Uh, you know, but that's the only other difference in terms of the exposure is the actual amount of gold behind backing each ETF share. But, um, I think IAU and ounce, um, are kind of the same GLD2. Actually, I, I'm a split on this one. I mean, the exposure for me, it's all the same on, on these three. That takes us next to performance. And Cynthia, you're still up. So please give us your take. Yeah, this is another, um, you know, not a nail biting category between these three. I mean, they're each tracking physical gold. They're all up about 10, 10 and a half percent this year. They, they pretty much deliver the exact same performance. So, if you're indifferent, then they're all the same. I would think uh, maybe one way to try and look at this, maybe it's from share price, which is not necessarily a performance thing, but more like if you're looking to invest in physical gold, these will deliver you the same exposure. But, you know, because of that amount of gold per share, you're going to pay 140 bucks right now for a share of GLD. You're going to pay about 40 bucks for IAU and 20 bucks for ounce because uh, it's a smaller fund. So if you're going to be dollar cost averaging, maybe makes sense to go with a, a lower share price to get more shares over time. Or those are little things to consider, but that's us looking for for differentiators in a category that really isn't a lot of differentiation to talk about. So a performance, again, split decision for me. Shana, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to performance? I agree with Cynthia. And I was really hoping that if I looked at net performance, it would help me. But it doesn't. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> you would expect that net performance to be slightly different because GLD has a substantially higher expense ratio. But even after expenses, it's cheaper. I'm assuming that has to do with the fact that like there's associated fees with like the custody. And because GLD is the OG and it has substantially more assets than the rest, that you know, those fees are lower. That's all I can figure because there's absolutely no difference in performance of these funds, you know, give or take a basis points, which I'm assuming has to do with just the NAV calculation, but it's not even consistent. Like, it's not like one's always three basis points better than the other. It kind of goes all over the place. So there is no winner here. <laughs> They're all the same. I, I That's how I feel. I, I'm exactly with Cynthia. There's no real winner. Cynthia's point about, you know, it's a cheaper to trade, uh, you know, in my opinion, if you're going to look at it that way, then ounce ends up being the best one since IAU and ounce gives you the same exposure to gold and you can buy more shares of ounce for the same amount of gold than IAU. Um, but that's really it. Uh, so I guess if I had to choose and I was going to use that methodology, I'd just say, well, ounce is the cheapest. And so you can get the most gold for your investment. Uh, and the same performance. Um, but, you know, other than that, I they're all the same. Okay. So that takes us next to the mystery battle category. This is where our judges can give us that single factor or multiple factors that they think are crucial to today's matchup. And thus far, we've had a lot of monotony and redundancy on today's program, which is okay because the judges have, despite the, those obstacles, have still made today's episode quite interesting and fun. Um, so let's Start with you, Shana. What is your mystery bata category 
And do any of these three ETFs, despite being so similar, stand out? I have two things I want to point out here. Number one, I'm going to throw in a wild card into this mix. Um, if you want to have physically backed um, commodities and you want to have a little more diversification, uh, I would encourage you to look at GLTR, Glitter, by Aberdeen. Uh, it's a precious metal fund, and it actually has a little more diversification to your exposure. So it has gold, silver, palladium, and platinum in equal amounts. Uh, it is physically backed, so it is backed by bars of each particular metal. And so it actually is not as secular or cyclical as gold can be. Gold performance really follows certain trends depending on what's going on in the macro environment, whereas those other metals are affected by actual demand for it and certain types of usage. Uh, so it can be a little more diversified. And you do actually see that when you look at GLTR's performance versus the three gold funds. Uh, while it is, um, you know, at times it performs in line, like the three month number, it's substantially outperforming on the one month. It's not doing so well in the one year, but then on the three year, it does really well. So there's an opportunity here to potentially diversify your exposure to physically backed metals in a way that could be interesting. So just worth considering. I don't know if it's necessarily the winner, but I do want to throw it out there. Um, and, and in terms of the other three, you know, one of the things that it always comes up in a conspiracy theory with these funds, and I think it's actually kind of valid, is there's really nobody who can verify that, you know, the gold is physically there. Yeah, they have an auditor, but like, it's just kind of like take our word. They're all held in the, by the same custodian in JP Morgan. Uh, and if you think JP Morgan runs the world and just, you know, bought a bank for the government, um, you know, this is not going to help you in that conspiracy theory, uh, because JP Morgan's holding all the gold for all of these. So in my, in my mind, I look at this as, um, you know, ounce allows you for physical delivery. I think that alone makes it different than the other two. Uh, and I, I'm throwing glitter out there because I think that there's potentially a real opportunity as we kind of move through this part of the market cycle to have a more diversified precious metals physically backed um, exposure. Uh, so that if I have to choose uh, ounce wins because you can get physical delivery, but I'd also like to throw glitter in there as a potential opportunity to get a little more exposure to precious metals in a way that could diversify you over time. Thank you for that great analysis, Shana, and for that wild card, GLTR. We appreciate that. Your turn, Cynthia. What is your mystery battle category and which of these ETFs stands out? So I, I was going to go with um, application or uh, implementation and uh, just the idea of, you know, if you are just looking to add gold to your portfolio, you just want to hedge your risks, you want to diversify the basket, all the, you know, the, the say the classic uses of gold in a broader allocation. Um, I think IAU is an awesome bet. It's cheap, it's liquid, it's big, it's not going anywhere. And uh, it's a product that is going to be there and deliver. But I, you know, we keep talking about this delivery mechanism of ounce. And, and I actually think there's an interesting aspect here. If you are really concerned if, to talk conspiracies, right? So if you are really concerned that the, the dollar is going to disappear, that uh, banks are going to disappear, that the world is coming to an end, 
Um, you know, people, a lot of people like to have gold under their mattresses. And I've, I've talked to Exo Merck before, who, you know, is from Merck, who launched that fund before they joined forces with Venac. And they have actually executed a lot of deliveries, uh, physical deliveries, and not to big institutional players, like small retail folks. It's not cheap, but if it's been tested and tried and true, you can actually get and you choose. You want to get it in a bar, or you want to get it in coins. Uh, you know, and so I, I think that's a really interesting mechanism that we haven't seen in any other kind of physical fund. So I, I like that. If you're really buying gold because you are worried about the end of the world and you want to have a coin of something to trade when nothing else works, uh, I, I think counts is the fund for you because hopefully you you get that transaction completed before all the banks fail. So it's uh, I, I think that fund is has an interesting, cool mechanism there. Got you down for ounce for your mystery battle category. Thank you much, very much, Cynthia. So that takes us to the part of the program where our judges are going to give us their overall battle winners. How will this go down? And I should say thus far, and I, I'm kind of surprised that uh, the granddaddy of gold ETFs, that's GLD, has not garnered not one vote up until now by any of our judges but let's let our judges give us their final overall winner. So, Cynthia, give it to us. Listen, it's it's. I can't imagine uh, not being a fan of GLD. I mean, there's nothing not to like about the first. It, GLD broke all sorts of new barriers into something new and will be fans forever. But GLD really is more of an institutional product, is more of a trader product. You know, if you're speaking to retail folks, even when I think about... You know, my kids building their first investment portfolios. GLD is not for that for that demographic. And so I like the other types of investments that really open the door for more investors beyond the institutional world. And I think to me, IAU and Ounce both do that. They both do that very, very well. Uh, Ounce has this interesting feature that I like for being interesting, but it doesn't sell and make it a better investment product than IAU. I think uh, if you're just looking at a portfolio location, they're both uh, equally good. If you're dollar cost averaging, you're getting more for your buck with ounce. Uh, so I think that'd be something to consider. So I would be split IAU ounce uh, with uh, a tilt towards ounce because of the share price and uh, this interesting delivery feature. Shana, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner. Give it to us. So first, let me introduce the audience to my very annoying kitten who is trying to jump on my computer and uh, might, you know, interrupt our conversation. That's okay. Uh, so. she, she, she decided to join us at the most crucial time of the program. This is right now when we're about to make and declare final winners. So perfect exactly. timing, cat. I agree with Cynthia. It's hard to really choose. They're all kind of the same. GLD is the granddaddy of them all. Uh, and so you have to give them points for that. You know, because these are all essentially the same thing, it comes down to me and, you know, which one is the most differentiated at all? Because, you know, if you're going to invest, so, you know, what's going to give you a little something special? And so for me, it's ounce uh, with the physical delivery component. You know, it's the same expense and cost as IAU. Yes, it's substantially lower in assets, but I mean, it's almost a billion dollars. So it's not like it's a small fund, you know, compared to any other category. 
that would be a substantial fund. Uh, so it, it's not particularly a small fund. Um, it's cheap in terms of its cost. It's, it's the same as the rest, but with that little extra perk of if you want to have physical delivery, you can. And to me, that, that puts it over the edge. So ounce is my winner. Well, our judges have spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, today's winner is going to be ounce. And our judges brought some great points. Of course, with this battle, we had a lot of monotony because all these funds basically do the same thing. They've aimed to follow the price of gold bullion. The difference being ounce, O-U-N-Z, aims to do that, but also give you the flexibility for taking physical delivery of your gold. Whereas the others in this contest aren't really designed for that. They have more of an institutional investor application. In other words, the big money. But as far as retail investors are concerned, um, they can get those physical deliveries of, of gold if they want right to their doorstep. Of course, it's not going to be Amazon Prime. You're going to pay the cost for that. But it's something that some investors may want to you know, keep in mind in terms of just having that flexibility. Also, I should mention the GLTR, which was nominated by Shana as a wild card. I thought that was an interesting choice just because it's got a more diversified play, as she pointed out, on precious metals. It doesn't just own gold, but you also get silver along with palladium and platinum. And one other point I wanted to make, which uh, our judges did not make, is those of you trading uh, gold in terms of looking for generating income on that, that asset, I think that's an interesting play. And uh, I think as far as that's concerned, probably GLD and IAU would win in that department just in terms of liquidity on options. For example, if you're writing call options to generate income on that gold, some of you may want to do that. But again, that's just something that's a kind of a tertiary thing. Didn't really come up in today's contest, but I think our judges did a great job in breaking it down and uh, really helping us sort through today's triple header, this gold contest, which, uh, which actually was quite interesting despite the redundancy. Shana and Cynthia, great job. We appreciate your timely insights. Thank you so much. And I just want to point out uh, the option thing. You can still buy GLD options and not hold the GLD ETF. So if you're still going to have exposure to gold, you're still hedging the same bet. So just wanted to throw that in there as well. But thank you so much for having me, Ron. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to our judges. While you're there, be sure to check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction. Which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Send us your ticker symbols in the description section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching ETF Battles. We'll see you next time. For traders who crave risk, Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage, utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade, and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com.
Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC.